Welcome to The Front Line, the sales and marketing podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Front Line Sales and Marketing Podcast. We aim to provide entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders with the three T's, the tools, the tips, and the techniques to help improve sales and marketing knowledge for better results. I'm joined here today by my fellow cast members, Floris Block, marketing strategy and digital transformation expert, and Jeremy Pierce, sales trainer and coach at the Outside Sales Training, founder and creator of the Mastermind Sales Methodology. I am Avon Collis, CRM and marketing automation specialist and all around good guy. Welcome guys, how are you going? Very you good, doing? thank you. All right, so today we're gonna to be discussing inbound versus outbound marketing, and where should you spend your time? Jeremy, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's the biggest problem facing new business or entrepreneurs right now is where to spend your time, whether it's in outbound or inbound marketing. Because that's where all the sales are made in those two channels. And it's either column A or column B, in or out. Well, it's funny because every time I try and push the idea that sales and marketing are actually one function, people look at me and go like, no, 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 they're two different functions, but they're not, right? So sales are made through uh, a way of actually communicating to the market and that could be outbound or inbound marketing. So uh, before we jump into the problematic that we're trying to solve here or pass information onto, how about we do then a quick definition of inbound versus outbound. Now I'm sure it it sounds self-explanatory, but to be on the safe side, Jeremy, you do outbound sales marketing. Avon, you do inbound sales marketing. Yes and no. I, I'd consider myself more in the middle. Okay. Um, but uh, No, I mean as in to give the definition for. Oh, right. Okay, <laughs> got it. Yeah, right. As a specialist. As a specialist, right. So I guess um, uh, for inbound, you basically put out uh, content. So if you've ever heard of the 7-11-4 rule, creating your own market by putting out content that people align with or are interested in and the 7-11-4 is basically seven hours of content over 11 touch points across four different channels. Wow. That's a lot of input. You've got to create all of that. And, you know, to create uh, us setting up this podcast, you know, we, we spent 45 minutes getting everything set up to do what's going to be a 15 to 20 <laughs> minute podcast. So there's a lot of work behind the scenes to produce that. And there's a lot of upfront uh, investment in time. But it really is the long game because once you've made it, it sits there. People can stumble across it, can listen to it, can be engaged, can maybe find some insights and learn something and then look at who created it and see if they can help directly. So uh, inbound marketing really is uh, allowing people to stumble across you and allow them to find you based on the content that you produce. Outbound marketing? Outbound marketing could be anything as simple as cold calling, uh, direct email, outreach, uh, networking, SMS, anything that you either are outreaching to somebody to grab their attention, right? Direct mail isn't uh, billboard advertising. That's all outbound. Hoping for something to come inbound even, (laughs) you could say. Yeah, hope marketing, take a knee and, and pray. Um, I guess the, yeah, it's just whoever takes action first to start that sales interaction, whether it's you or them. But funny enough, I mean, based on your definition of outbound, oh, sorry, inbound marketing, you are already creating that start of the communication 
process, if you wish, to try and get people to come to you. But you just made the distinction of when does the actual sales process start, and that is when there is a need from the uh, the audience. Is that correct? Yeah. So, so you could say so. I was es like essentially incorrect when I said that a billboard was out was outbound. That's more inbound. Mm -hmm. Do you think? Uh, I think it would sit on both. I, in my opinion, the the outbound marketing is much more of the uh, you know the flyers, the uh, the pamphlets, the direct mailing, the um, even advertising, uh, TV commercials or mm -hmm. or radio commercials, for example. That could be outbound. So it's a form of outbound. Yeah. Well, billboards more. It's just signage. Like you, yeah, if yeah. you put your your shingle at the front door, and someone walks in, is that inbound, inbound or outbound? <laughs> I'd say billboards pretty pretty well on the line, like you say. Um, but yeah, like having your, your, your little A-frame sign out in front of your, um, your shop and someone walks in, that's, uh, that's a walk-in. So that I would consider that inbound. Okay. Now that we've somewhat defined them, um, I think we need to talk about the, the, the plus and the minuses or the advantages and inconveniences of each one of them. Because if we're trying to um, sort of like decide where do you need to focus then on your on business leaders or where do they need to focus their their attention i think we need to understand a little bit what each one does mm. now we talked about outbound marketing is pretty well much outreach it is outreach it is very short term as well it's very strategic and operational yep. you can do it now you can do it quickly yep. and you can do it at a fairly cost effective um uh cost yeah right um the disadvantages would be short term it like you, you're not it's not you don't invest in it you you've got a you're pretty much sprinting the whole time so without uh gaining any momentum like if you're not doing any kind of long-term strategies then you might you know get burn burn yourself out or um you know the strategies aren't working so much so then you're more vulnerable to changes in the way the market's interacting with you uh, and your brand so it would be more prone to fail essentially if you only had an outbound marketing absolutely. plan or strategy. Absolutely. I mean, look at the statistics on, on direct mailers, right? I mean, what are we talking about open rate? If you send 100 emails, how many are going to be open? Uh, probably between um, 10 to 15% uh, that I've been finding lately because the uh, uh, email service providers are getting a lot more ruthless in the way that they block things. Um, when you say direct mail, my mind runs to um, post as well, uh, which actually has about an 80% open rate, but then it lingers. Someone gets it from the mailbox, they'll take it in the house, they might leave it on the bench for a couple of days before they eventually put it in the bin. It's not instant. It's not instant, no. Right. And y you know, you walk past it three or four times. Uh, Your cost? Cost, uh, I was doing, uh, I was getting Australia Post to send it out and I print 5,000 flyers and I think it was about 30 cents per household. Hmm. But that, that was like 5,000 across a couple of postcodes. And then you can select whether it's business or, or, or home. I mean, it's not, not so much of a surgical strike as what having a specific list of people is, but you know you can afford to, to bombard an area in the hope that, if you, particularly if you've got a call to action, like a discount voucher or um, you know use this code to, to get access to something. It's very difficult over direct mail to actually establish call to actions as well. And hmm. Yeah, unless you've got a, an offline mechanism to, um, to deal with it. 
uh, it's funny you say combat because uh, to me uh, direct mailing especially when it comes to flyers and stuff like that it, it's basically like um, carpet bombing yeah yeah, back in the Vietnam days, you send the B-52s out and you basically carpet bomb the entire area just to hit one small target. Bit of useless trivia. if you That's called a flyer if it's thrown out of an aircraft. If it's handed to you, it's called a handbill. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody talks about flyers, they're wrong. So Good point. Is, so you would say that today, two, 2020, right, the future is more directed to an inbound marketing strategy uh-huh. Yeah, I'd probably say whatever everybody else is not doing, that makes you stand out. So probably direct mail Correct. might actually pick up in value now because most people are trying to email and reduce their costs, but then everyone's trying to email. Now people are trying to block spam. So how are you going to get to them? So what's the most effective for you? Well, I mean, we, we still need to go over the advantages and disadvantages of, of um, inbound marketing. Um, so for outbound marketing, of course, we said it's fast, it's, it's cost effective, but you know, it, it might not have as much of a reach and it's short term, right? You're not exactly building a relationship with your, uh, with your uh, target audience. Um, so what works for people? Exactly what everyone just said. I think it needs to be on a case-by-case basis. You cannot have a, in my opinion anyway, you cannot have a marketing strategy that does not look at what competitors do. Not only from a marketing point of view, look, these are the products and the services that the, your competitors are, um, are uh, putting out into the market, but more specifically, how? What is their go-to-market strategy? What is their marketing communication? How are they communicating to the customers? And then if you do want to stand out, you can either do the same but better, or you can do something completely different and be a bit left field. Very important to conduct a market analysis. If you've got a business, you should have that somewhere in some relative plan or business plan that you've created. It doesn't have to be 10 million pages. It can be short. Absolutely. I mean, the basics of any marketing strategy needs to come back to what is your customer and what is that segmentation of your customer or what is your addressable market and the customer segmentation. And within that customer segmentation, you have multiple things that you need to learn about your customers, mm-hmm. their geography, the way you c- they communicate best, the way they act, whether it's psychographically or whether it's demographic. Or and, and we'll have an entire podcast on that, but you're absolutely right. There is no marketing strategy or marketing plan unless you have customer segmented your customers so that you know exactly how to uh, target them and, and communicate with them. Uh, in a previous podcast, we mentioned that um, the if, you go to, if you're the one providing the information, then you're the one most likely to be trusted with um, being able to be right or, or have the knowledge or have the experience to actually provide the product or service. When I was talking about Dick Smith in an earlier podcast, once upon a time, people would go in and go, Tell me what cameras do you have? Um, now they walk in already reading heaps of stuff online and saying, show me this camera, this camera, and this camera because I want to see them, feel them, and touch them. Then they just walk out of the store and they go and buy it online from the provider that gave them all the right information with the price that was right for them and, and, um, and all the features of the service. So inbound marketing can be extremely powerful because it builds trust um, and it builds sort of credibility and professionalism. So you want people to reach out with you being the key to inbound. Uh, one, o- one of the major pillars of inbound marketing is uh, authority marketing or credibility marketing, however you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So you basically put yourself out there as the de facto expert on 
whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. If you're a car salesman, you're gonna, or a car dealership, you're gonna put yourself out there as being the standard, uh, the de facto standard on the best quality cars, but also the best uh, quality uh, customer service as well. Yeah. Because after all, we need not to <laughs> forget that all of this is all comes back down to customer experience as well, right? Um, because ultimately the customer is king. If we're not giving them a good experience, whether it's through inbound marketing, outbound marketing, and through the entire marketing uh, funnel, sales and marketing funnel, we're going to lose that sale. Um, so uh, a car salesman is going to put out themselves out there. Look at, um, there's a Mazda dealer down in, in Springwood, right? I'm not going to say the name. Uh, but basically, you know, it's a family-run business. Two kids now are following up on, on the work that daddy has uh, built. Uh, great customer service. Has had the best uh, quality cars for the last uh, three decades or so. So they're building their reputation. They're communicating their reputation to the customers so that, you know, when, who knows, uh, in what's the average now replacement time uh, for a car? Three, four years? So next time you want a car and you've got this name in your in your head, as being the standard and the expert in cars, you're gonna go there. I love I love this. Um, I heard from uh, an expert, an expert in the field of writing and content development, and uh, his name is Harry Singh, and he's a presenter, public speaker, and he explained that an expert is somebody who knows more than the other person in the room about a specific topic. So. If you're thinking that you're not an expert in anything, what's something that you think that you're an expert, uh, like you know more about something than somebody else does? And that uh, that simply makes you an expert in that field. But the key thing here is to be an authority. Now, if you break the word authority up into its first section, which is author, right? An author is to write content, right? So, to become an authority, it's as simple as writing content. Yeah, being like the trusted provider of said content. Like if you go, hmm, I'm feeling a bit down lately. What does Dr. Phil have to say about that? <laughs> <laughs> he's or made himself an authority. doesn't matter whether he's good at what he does, whether he's the top of, of the, of the or, or the smartest psychologist or whatever around. That's right. Uh, because he's known. He's on TV. He's an authority. Plus... All of his content is made available. Yeah. So you can go back to the website of Dr. Phil. I don't even want to know what that one is, but <laughs> um, you go back onto the website, you can do your research, you can put in, for example, whatever symptoms or whatever, plus you've got med.com, I think, and, and all of these other yeah, places. WebMD. WebMD, there you go. So anyone that portrays to be an, an expert, whether it's a, a business, an entrepreneur, a, bi- uh, a person, you have to build that authority by actually sharing that knowledge, sharing those insights. Um, and, and, and it's absolutely essential as well to create that relationship that you want to have with your target audience. Yeah, people give, that give away content for free, typically, like even if you've got uh, online courses and stuff, the more you give away for free, people go, well, that's a lot. I don't know if I'm going to learn all that or I don't know if I can put it all in the right order or, or something. You just do it for me. So I been trying to put as much out free stuff as I can on my YouTube and you know it's 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 come comes back like people come back and I get a customer out of nowhere and they're like yes yes no one else can help me but you and that that power and that authority comes from you know being the the, the solution to what they needed in that moment or at least showing a pathway to it 
Absolutely. So just to summarize then a little bit, the advantages then of inbound marketing is you're building that long lasting uh, trusting relationship with your audience. Um, but unfortunately it is um, time intensive and it is also resource intensive. Um, again, every case is individual and you can also do uh, as much or as little as you possibly can uh, but of course, the more you do, probably you'll get the uh, quicker results. Would that be a fair assessment? Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Cool. Well, I think that's uh, that's a podcast. Um, so if there's nothing further to add, uh, this was another interesting session where we discussed inbound marketing versus outbound marketing and where you should spend your time. I hope you've enjoyed this session as much as we have. Uh, in the ne next episode, we'll have another interesting topic to cover about marketing automation and managing your funnel. So tying that into how we looked at inbound and outbound marketing. We'll hope you join us again. And again, if you have any topics you wish to discuss or if you have any questions uh, for any of us, you can always connect with us on uh, LinkedIn uh, or even if you'd like to join us for a podcast, um, let us know uh, through, through LinkedIn or our website, the www.thefrontlinepodcast.com and we'll be sure to respond as soon as we can and we'll have a discussion about it. So, thank you again to our listeners and viewers for tuning in uh, for another episode of the Frontline Sales and Marketing Podcast. Looking forward to seeing you next time. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Sales and Marketing Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and hope to see you again soon on the front line.